The minute that I came to St. Matthew's, I felt the sincerity of the congregation. Our life has changed in such a good way since being here, and that may sound cliche, um, but it truly has. We meet people every Sunday when you come, it's always somebody new coming in. St. Matthew's to me is a place of refuge. Coming to church has always felt safe. It's like definitely a, a place where I feel comfortable. I was led to the church because I, I felt like he was speaking to me. For me, it's definitely a place of love. And um, it's truly some great people in this church that really just want to, that really have like a heart for God and really just want to like just serve. The Holy Spirit has a way of, of sending a, a word to answer some of the questions that you might have. I've seen the impact that it not only had on my family, St. Matthew's, but also that it has in our community. I tell people, because they're seeing the difference in me, and they're saying, what, what are you doing? I'm like, me and my husband, we going to church. What church do you go to? And I say, St. Matthew's in Williamstown. And like, I'm so proud to say that I go there because it changed my life. It's home. It's, it's home. All right, guys. So let's let's settle down some. We need you to sing this song with us. Listen up. Listen up. God of creation, there at the start, before the beginning of time. With no point of to the dark and fleshed out the wonder of life and as you speak a hundred billion galaxies are born and the vapor of your breath
Here we go, y'all.
And you know that he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all you could ask or think. Come on. Here we go. Exceeding abundantly above all, all you could ask or think, according to the
Hallelujah. And he able? He's able. Jesus. I said Jesus. Some of us are ashamed of that name. Jesus is the Christ. Son of the living God. Jesus is the Alpha. Jesus is the Omega. Jesus is the beginning. And Jesus is the ending. He's coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. He's worthy. I said he's worthy. He's worthy to be praised. This is our worship. We worship God in spirit and in truth. Jesus watched over us all night. Woke us up this morning. He's watching over your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren. He's my strength. He's my joy. He's my rock. He's my refuge. He's my redeemer. He's my rejoicing. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Hallelujah. 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 Glory. Glory. Your God might be your phone. Your God may be your fortunes. Your God may be your being famous. But my God is Jesus. He died. Didn't he die? He died. He was buried. And he rose again. The third day with all power in his hands do I have a witness and when he rose he shook hell when he rose he agitated heaven when he rose he said all power is in my hands bless his name Remain standing for the scripture and then we'll have prayer by Christine Fagan's church. Say amen. amen. All right. Our scripture today is found in Matthew 21, verses 1 through 10. That is Matthew 21, verse 1 through 10. And if you have it, say amen. And when they drew nigh unto Jerusalem and were come to Bethphage unto the Mount of Olives, then sent Jesus two disciples, saying unto them, Go into the village over against you, and straightway you shall find an ass tied and a coat with her. Loose them and bring them unto me. And if any man say aught unto you, you shall say, the Lord has need of them, and straightway he will send them. All this was done that it might be fulfilled, 
which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell ye, daughter of Zion, behold, thy king cometh unto thee, meek and sitting upon an ass, and a coat the foal of an ass. And the disciple went and did as Jesus commanded them, and brought the ass and the coat, and put on them their clothes, and they set him their own. And a great multitude spread their garments in the way. Others cut down branches from the trees and strawed them in the way. And the multitudes that went before and that followed cried, saying, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he was come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and the living of his word. Let us pray. Fathers, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come boldly to the throne of grace. Lord, we know that we're not worthy to be throned. We're not worthy to be here, Lord, but Lord, we ask that you bless Pastor Gordon as he go forth delivering the word of God, give him clarity of speech. Lord, we ask that you have every way you want in this place, Lord. Lord, take over every heart, every mind, every desire. Lord, we ask that you have your way in the name of Jesus, Lord. Right now, Lord, we ask that you speak to each and every one of us, Lord. Let us know your will. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, All right, choir. Maybe seated. Choir. Yes, sir.
Jesus will. We greet you in the matchless, miraculous, exalted name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I will never be ashamed of who it was that snatched me out of hell with smoke still in my garments. Messed up, hooked up, crooked up. But the Lord came in and transformed, and he's still transforming my life. And let me, let me stop Paulson Park, because some of you don't get it. I'm not trying to be some traditional corny pastor. I wasn't always saved. I wasn't born saved. The only one born saved was John the Baptist. I wasn't born saved. I was messed up, hooked up, crooked up, but God, who's rich in mercy, saved my soul. Can I get a witness? And old folks say he bought me from a mighty. I wish I had a witness up in here. Mighty long way. And the best is yet to come. Because one of these days, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. I'll see him in all of his glory. Bless his name. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, um, several things I want to state. Beautiful young lady down here. It's her first. She was here real early. She's from Rowan. She said, it's my first time here. Will you stand, baby? Can you? Praise the name of Jesus. She here? Um, amen. Thank you, baby. Move. Praise God. Love you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here, and we still are attracting young people. God bless them. Amen. Thank the Lord from whom all blessings flow. And the second thing is, today I'm going to elaborate. Today is Palm Sunday. You'll get your palms on the way out. Now, don't put them on your mantelpiece and think they're good luck charms. Amen. Yeah. Can you get me a palm? Ain't nothing in the palm, Doc. Uh, we're going to deal with the significance of the palm, and then I'll move and preach again on the family. This is a short series. And, uh, and then um, next Friday is Good Friday. We will televise our seven last words. Next Friday at 10 o'clock, 10 a.m., you can turn your TV on. Amen. While you're cooking your pigeon or whatever you're having. <laughs> and then uh, next Sunday morning is Resurrection Day. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Now, we will not have sunrise service. So you don't have to worry about driving in the dark. 
we're going to have our regular time, 8, I mean 9 to 10.30, amen? amen? So no sunrise service, praise the name of Jesus, but we thank the Lord again from whom all blessings flow. Let me, let me impart, uh, last night, now I'm not into a lot of dreams, but last night I had a, I had a deep dream that I dreamt about the elders, my dad, all of them that helped me build all these buildings. The, the, bank, the bank presidents, vice presidents, contractors, lawyers, all of, uh, all of the people that stood by me, with me, to help do all this. And I woke up teary-eyed, and the Lord said, cherish the memories. You will see them again. Can I get a witness? And I want to thank all of them that helped me. Uh, no one man does anything. It's always a united front of people who are faithful. Amen. And I don't want to start calling names because I'll miss somebody. But I want to thank the Lord for all of them. I thank the Lord for our choir. Let's give them a hand clap. Keep up the good work. Our musicians, keep up the good work. And I asked our minister of music, Christian, to diversify the music. And I understand they're having a contemporary song this morning. I'm looking for contemporary music, gospel, amen, and uh, uh, classical. I'm looking for, I don't want to come in here and hear something warmed up every Sunday. When you warm something up too much, it doesn't taste good. Can I get a witness? I want to thank the Lord from whom all blessings flow. And, and let me encourage everybody, you know, think of the word moderation. There's nothing wrong with you having your phone, Googling, uh, texting, emails, uh, Facebook, no, there's nothing wrong with that. But do not allow that to replace Jesus. Amen. Don't, Amen. don't. God is not a password. Do I have a witness? And just like you charge that phone every night so some pest can call you, you need to charge your soul. Would come in the church. Do I have a witness? And I want to congratulate all of our young people. And I understand this generation, this generation, listen, they're into events. Aren't they into events? When a woman is having a baby, today it's an event. Men and women go, they have all these games and all that. They never go to no shower. It wasn't meant for men. Everything's an event. Listen, and, and that's fine. You can make everything an event. Make church an event. Yeah. Every, everything. Amen. Uh, every, every, everything is leading towards you being independent and doing your own thing. And, you know, and, and you got to be careful because Satan is not that stupid to give you all evil. He'll give you evil and good to confuse you. So there's nothing wrong with your cell phones. Uh, the problem is 
we don't give God his proper attention. Can I get a witness? And the fact of the matter is, is that, uh, you know, a lot of young people want to be great. They want to be Hollywood. They want to be LeBron. They want to, you know, they want to do this, want to do that. And you got you to gotta humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and he will exalt you in due time. Amen? God has to be first. Can I get a witness? Jesus has to be first. Praise the Lord. So uh, when Leroy came up, thank you, man, he said, it, you know, when you get the scripture, say amen. I heard a lot of people say amen, they ain't even got Bibles. I said, where's that going? You know, so uh, understand that um, we thank the Lord from whom all blessings flow, and God is an awesome, awesome God. Don't allow the influences of the world to saturate and overtake you. Because the world is a lie. Do I have a witness? Only Jesus and Jesus only matters. Praise God. And I just wanted to say that to all of you, and I repeat it to myself. Sometimes I get upset with politics. I get upset with people. And the Lord said, don't go there. Nobody's getting away with anything. There are records being kept in heaven. And when Jesus tells them to open the books, plural, and whoever's name is not found in the Lamb's book of life will go to hell and burn in fire. Now, I got to tell you the truth. Praise the name of Jesus. So we thank the Lord. Oh, I'm going to make it plain. I ain't never had a problem making it plain. Going to party and it was dogs. Come on, let's get out of here. It's a dog party. Can I get a witness? In the name of Jesus. So we thank the Lord for you. Now, uh, don't, Matthew 21 is the first 10 verses in which Reverend uh, Leroy McNair read. It is, listen, it is the scripture we use to support Palm Sunday. And notice Pay close attention to Jesus' words. Jesus told his disciples to go in and fetch a donkey and a colt. And if anybody asks you, what do you say? The Lord have need of them. And they brought the donkey and colt to Jesus, and he got on the colt and rode into Jerusalem. The first time he came, he came with humility. The next time he comes, he's come with superiority. He's not coming back on a coat. He's coming back on a white horse. And as he came into Jerusalem, Lord, have mercy. The people shouted and said, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord, Yahweh. And they took branches and palms and threw them at his feet. And they said, Hosanna. Blessed is he in the highest. A week later, they said, crucify him. How can you go from blessing him to crucifying him? Because he didn't do what they wanted him to do. 
They wanted him to overturn the Roman government. And that wasn't in his will. Can I get a witness? So Palm Sunday is the last, listen, presentation of Jesus to, to the nation of Israel. And they rejected him. And once they rejected him, he put them on hold and he opened up, come unto me all ye that labor. And that's how we got saved. The Gentiles got saved because the Jews rejected him. Can I get a witness? And, and, and their eyes are blinded according to Romans 9, 10, 11. But one day when they see Jesus for who he is, their eyes will be opened. And they will say, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. So you'll get your palms on the way out. And it is ob an obvious message of his presentation to the world. And even when he was born, the world don't want him. There was no room in the inn for, for Mary and Joseph. The world does not want Jesus. Stop fooling yourself. Everybody who say they save are not saved. Everybody who say they believe don't believe. It's not for Jesus. And, and, and so I just want to send that message home. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. And here's the last thing they said. Who is this? Who is this? Jesus, King of Israel, head of the church, almighty God. Amen? Yes. Praise the name of Jesus. So we thank the Lord for that. Thank you so much for your patience. And uh, truly God is an awesome, awesome, awesome God. Amen? Yes. And we thank the Lord. The church is doing real good. I had a gracious member come up to me early this morning, I'm not going to mention the name, and gave me a check for $5,000. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Thank you, darling. Praise the name of Jesus, and I thank the Lord from whom all blessings flow. Truly, God is an awesome God, and God loves a cheerful giver can't be God-given no matter how hard you try. Truly, God is an awesome God. I want you to pray for our congregation, for the, those that have loved loved ones, uh, uh, Reverend Llewellyn's mother-in-law, and we're praying for Gail and the family, and and uh, just just keep praying. I had prayer with Reverend Green, Sister Green, they're doing well, and and the Lord is good. The Lord is on our side. And listen, if God be for you, who can be against you? I'm also asking you to pray for me, Pastor. I'm going, I, I got to go through something. I want you to pray. God is good. He's my victory. Can I get a witness? And he is my help in the time of trouble. Praise God. All right. It's offering time. And God loves a cheerful giver. You can't be God-given no matter how you try. We're taking a one offering, our tithe. Tithe is a tenth. Give God as you have prospered, and God will bless you. You can't be God-given no matter how hard you try. Give, Luke 6, and it will be given back to you. Press down and run it over. As the deacons and ushers come, our great choir will sing, Church, say amen.
church say amen. Presence of the Lord is here. Let's stand for offertory. All things come of thee, O Lord. Praise his name. All things come of thee, O Lord, and of thine own, as we give of thee. So happy to see Ben and Gwen. I want you to pray for them and their family and pray for every family under the sound of my voice. Amen. Choir.
Father, we thank you for the ministry of music. Thank you for diversity in our worship. Bind the enemy in the name of Jesus. He is a liar and the truth's not in him. Thank you for your lordship. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your long suffering. Creating us clean hearts and renew a right spirit within us. You said in your word, let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go, I will come back and receive you to myself. That where I am, there ye may be also. Bless your word. Convict, convince, if need be converted. Thank you for our church. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Church, amen. Church, say amen again. I thank God for the diversity of music. Thank God for your presence here in our worship experience. Truly, God is an awesome God. Electrical connections can only give power as the plugs are firmly fitted into the outlets. Lights, lamps, and appliances only work when there are no blown fuses. Everything is securely connected and power flows freely. And in a similar sense, our marriages, the management of the growth guidance and godliness of our children and the motivating of grown kids can only take place as we stay strongly connected to the power source. Let me say that uh, as we kind of wrap up this mini-series on the family. Um, it's work. Sometimes we get weary. And I have made mistakes in my marriage. I have made mistakes raising my kids. And I'm making mistakes with my grown kids. Yeah. Sometimes my kids will say, Dad, we're grown. And I say, what word is in grown? It's own. And you don't own nothing, so you ain't grown. In fact, 
fact of the matter is, is that uh, we can be too light or too hard. Balance becomes a challenge. Mm. I want to deal with three critical connections this morning. Staying connected to the power source. And what, and what God tends to do with me is he keeps taking me back to my mother, grandmother, great-grandmother, and all of them. They, boy, they were committed. My God, committed, committed. And um, I, wanna, I want us to see the fact that uh, uh, marriage And if you made mistakes in marriage, as all of us do, if you're divorced, separated, if you can't seem to get the bat on the ball, you're frustrated, you failed, forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. Um, marriage is a covenantal connection. It's a covenant. The premise of any relationship, especially marriage, is that if, listen, humility must, Lord have mercy, humility must precede harmony. And the reason some of us can't be harm, harmonious because we're not humble. Humility must precede harmony, and harmony holds things together that would normally come apart. Mm. That is. <sighs> marriage has a premise. And you can't go into this cocky as if you God's gift. You, you, you cannot, you know, when I was in the world, I was cocky, man. I was cocky. You know, I go on the party, girl say, you look good. I say, I know. Shoot, I know. You ain't got to tell me nothing. I know. You gonna do? <sighs> and we three fourths water. Forgot how to know we evaporate. It's nothing about you. The only one putting up with you is your husband and your wife. You can't go nowhere else. That'll humble you. Oh, and, and maybe that's why they always frowning. Because they had to deal with the fickleness and fallen nature. 
Marriage is a covenant. In Genesis 15, in, in Genesis 2, now, now write, write it down, write it down. I don't want you to turn all these scriptures. In, under the Abrahamic covenant, God came to Abraham, and here's what God did. God told Abraham to get all these animals together, lay them out, and then God put Abraham to sleep. And the glory and light of God went between the sacrifices and burned them up. And God, covenantal God, was making a promise to himself regarding Israel. Now, if you think that's strange, after Adam aimed all the animals, God put Adam to sleep. My God, you'll get this on the way home. And when he put him to sleep, he opened up his side and took a rib out and made a woman. The word woman means out of a man. Lord have mercy. And he closed up his side. Notice he didn't take the bone in his foot so the man can step on the woman. He didn't take a bone out of his head so the woman could look up to the man. I mean, the man could look down to the woman. He took it out of his side so she can be a co-heir and companion with the man. God put Adam to sleep. God put Abraham to sleep. And God put Jesus to sleep. Three different powerful covenants. Jesus, see, see, this word connection is deep because you got to connect truth with truth. Jesus told the Pharisees, destroy this temple and I'll raise it up in three days. They were thinking about the temple that took 46 years to build. He was talking about his body. Can I get a witness? You, you got to be connected to the power source or the marriage won't work. Every time I get a temptation, and I do get temptations, I, I get a temptation to do something ungodly, the power source gives me victory. Are y'all going to pray with me? Every time fears and feelings get in the picture, the power source gives me a faith. You got to be connected. It's it, it is a covenant, an agreement between God, man, and woman. Yeah. God sees it as a covenant. And, and, and this covenant, diatheke in the Greek, means to pursue property or will, but it also means to divide and cut up. It's a covenant. That is, when we look at this covenantal agreement of marriage, it deals with marriage has the premise, it is a purpose, it is a process for the two become one. It takes time. And, and, and if held together by the power of the Holy Spirit, it's a product. Lord have mercy. The, the problem is that uh, when we look at 
marriages, we don't typically see faith. Paul, Paul writing to the church at Thessalonica, I love this, Acts 17, you don't have to turn, but Paul is trying to encourage them because they're losing their faith. They're losing their faith in adversity and in afflictions. Now, let me stop, pause, and park and differentiate. Adversity is what we experience on the outside. Afflictions we experience on the inside. And if you don't have faith to fight adversity and affliction, you're in trouble. Can I get a witness? My faith in Jesus Christ. He overwhelms me with his power, presence, and peace. See, I got to know the Lord is with me. That's why the psalmist said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. I shall not want. Can I get a witness? He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for name's sake. Yea, though I walk, and you're going to walk. Through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why, David? For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me, hook and crook. He prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemy. He anoints my head with oil. He gets all the parasites off me by putting oil on me. I'm not agitated by fleas and flies and bees. He restoreth my soul. Times I walked in here on Sunday in the last 35 years, I was down and out. But the restoration of God hit me. Can I get a witness where two or three are gathered in his name? I'm in the mess. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for the things that, yea, though I won't, I fear no evil. Why, David, thou art with me? Hmm. And, 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 and you got to know that his presence, his power, and his peace is with you. Lord, have mercy. Marriage is a mandate between a man and a woman. Now, I'm going to lose you. It's not between a woman and a woman, a man and a man. Somebody got to preach the truth. It's between a man and a woman. I got an answer for what I preach. It's a mandate that that there's a leaving and a cleaving. Don't get married if you still want to be, you know, tight with your buddies. You still want to go out in the street. You still want to find. Don't get married. You got to leave something. And then you got to cleave to someone else. It's purpose. And it's process. My wife is nothing like me. You can say thank you. Now, give me some credit because I ain't nothing like her. I told you, I'm a D 
I'm about order, excellence. I'm controlling. I'm demanding. D. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to get it done. Bodies might be laid out. I walk over, but I'm going to get it done. Well, I'm a leader church. Bye. I ain't fun with that. She's a C. She's contemplative. She's very intelligent. She's critical. She analyzes everything. So when I'm doing something at home, she'll come to me, do you think you might want to do this? And I turn around and look at her like, do you think I can't take a screw out the wall? <laughs> so we so we in conflict right there, Doc, you know. She just she just living out her personality. And the one you would is nothing like you. That's what makes this thing work. Your weaknesses, their strength, their strength. And you know what we want? We want somebody just like us. Now, we full of hell. We all messed up. But we want somebody, ah, I wish he was, we, we was more compatible. No, you don't. Can you imagine being married to somebody just like you? You dirty, they dirty. You leave underwear, they leave underwear. You don't wash dishes, they don't wash dishes. You complain, they complain. It's a mandate, but it is a ministry. We are commanded. It's in the, listen, it's in the command mode in the Greek. Love your wives as Christ loved the church. How did he love church? Sacrificially. Submitted, he was submitted, he was sacrificial, he supported, and he died. My God. Hmm. And learn to do something good so we have something good to say over you. You know, I ain't lying from this pulpit. Your butt laid out there in the casket. Don't expect me to start lying. Mommy, the two rich men that uh, they were wicked, and one brother died, and the other brother was rich. He went to a pastor and said, "Listen, I'll give you, I'll give you two million dollars to build that addition to the church if you just say something good about my brother." And the pastor said, "Everybody know your brother wasn't no good." He said, "Just go on and say it, and I'll give you the money." And the man said, "Everybody know this man was no good. He was a sinner. He was a fornicator." He was messed up, but compared to his brother, he was good. (laughs) That that is. Lord have mercy. When we look at marriage from a biblical perspective, it's a ministry. Respect your husbands. Submit to them. Subject to them. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. You're not doing this through your own initiative. This got to come through the power source that you plugged into. Do I have a witness? Yeah. Hmm. And it's, it's a minute you minister to one another in love. 
it's not only a mandate in the ministry, it's a manufacturing. It's labor. You got to labor. You got to have a laboring love to make it. You got to put up with stuff you don't feel like putting up with. Ain't that right, Derek? You can say amen. <laughs> Cindy, he loves you. You got to put up with stuff. See, the world's view of marriage is false. It's false. You're going to meet this knight in shining armor. No, you're going to meet a devil with a mask on. Doesn't matter who you marry. It's work. Those looks fade away. Just keep living. Hair comes out. Lord, have mercy. Teeth comes out. If I, if I had a big pot right now with water and the one around the church, I have about 300 pair of teeth. <laughs> drop them. Drop drop them in. Drop them in. Drop, drop them in. That tire comes out. Now, y'all know my son, Ray. He's 32. I, Ray's thin. I told Ray, I was thinner than you when I got out of the military. I had a 31-inch waist. Thir- no, 31-inch. I was 185 pounds. 31 is 6'1". I was built that. I, I, think I'm, I think I'm 32 now. I knew I was in trouble because in the military, they talk about a gig line. You know what a gig line is. It says, stand at attention and look down at your navel. I couldn't even see my navel. I saw my knees. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. Keep living. Changes are inevitable. Lord, have mercy. Jesus. Ah. You have to manufacture labor in man. Lord, have mercy. And then, and then you need to understand one of the mandates in Scripture is First, first Corinthians chapter 13. It says, it gives some definitions about the agapeo love, that when God's love is connected and plugged in, it says it can suffer long and yet be kind. Now, you can only do that when you plugged into God. It seeketh not his own, is not puffed up, is not jealous nor envy. It never fails. So, so, so one, one, once we start talking about this covenantal connection, and God says, I hate divorce. It doesn't mean that if you get divorced that you're going to hell. It doesn't mean that God doesn't love you. It doesn't mean any of that. You know why we keep getting disconnected? Three things. Our dysfunction, our history of hurts, our bad models, our fears, our feelings, our divisions. 
Listen to pastor. Yeah. And our disconnections with God. Disconnections with God. That, 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 that once we understand that until I am totally connected with my Jesus, I cannot love you. God is love. That's, that's what matters. It's a covenant with God and with one another. It's a covenant. And if you, and let me tell you, the Bible talks about covenant breakers. They don't experience power privileges in God's pursuit. They don't really enjoy those things. It's hard. It's work. It's labor. It's loving. It's liberating one another. And only when we get married and are connected to the power source can this thing work. Only. Only. I'm going on 35 years of pastoring, going on 35 years of marriage, and the longest I was with a woman in the world was a year. And that's because I didn't see her too often. <laughs> so my longevity has something to do with God. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yes, sir. My longevity has something to do with God. And I had to make plans. We had to plan out this thing. Sister Gordon, I cook, so I'll cook. Sister God's real intelligent. You handle the finances. You handle the checkbook. You handle, you know, what we got to handle. And, and we had to make some decisions that, and I had men tell me, I never tell my wife that. Well, praise the name of Jesus. You got to find that happy medium for your relationship. Can I get a witness? You, you got you, you to gotta, you gotta, you gotta plan out responsibilities. Who's doing what? Do I have a witness? Thank you, Jesus. Love the Lord. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. I used to take my family down to Williamsburg, Virginia. I loved it. Go past the seafood place. Who's it, Captain what? That ain't it. Go past there and, and, and we had a ball in Williamsburg, Virginia, but um, people say, well, I don't like driving over four hours, so that's my extent of driving. I was in the Air Force. Everything else, I'm a fly. Had a brother who drove to California, one who drove to Florida. God bless you. Have fun. Um, my max is four hours. After that, I'm on a plane. Don't you want to see the country? I've seen, every, I've seen more countries than you got teeth in your mouth. No, I don't want to see the country. Car might break down. Marriage is a covenant. You shouldn't have taken the vows. Don't get me started on these vows now. 
We are gathered here together in the sight of God and all this company to bring together this woman, man and woman, in holy matrimony, of which Paul told us that, ah, da, 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 da. do you take this man? That's when you should have said no. <laughs> to be your lawful wedded husband, to have and to hold. And one girl came to my study and said, I don't like them traditional vows. You told me to obey him. I said, that's in the Bible. What do you want me to change it to? <laughs> do you take this woman? Yes. But you may kiss the bride. Ain't the first time you kissed her. So ain't nothing in the kiss. I pronounce you man and God's in heaven saying, okay, nobody twisted your arm. And it's tough. I watched my mother and father go through hell, but they, they, hang, they, they hung in there. 65 years of marriage, they hung in there. Times when I would have walked. Be not weary. In well-doing. Due season, you'll reap if you think not. What we don't understand is the model part, and I'm, I'm coming in. Your kids are witnessing your attitudes in this relationship. You're either breaking something in them or building something up through them. And you got to be mature to be married. Marriage is not for kids. Marriage is not for feelings and fractures. Marriage is for adults. Lord, have mercy. But secondly, not only is marriage a covenantal connection, but managing the growth, guidance, and the godliness of children is a commitment. It's work. It's work. Bring up birth to 16, birth to 17. Bring up a child. Children, obey your parents. But this is well-pleasing to God. Grown children, honor your parents. Raise them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Not your cell phone. Not TV. Don't throw them in a room with a TV on and close the door to get rid of them. Not you going out to clubs with them, getting high with them. See, see, we were, we were raised, Lord have mercy, in an environment of respect. One of my mother's friends would come around the house and I'd be sitting up there, huh? she said, get out of here, ain't nobody here your age. Them days are gone. Child was seen, not heard. I 
don't ever remember me having too much to say growing up. Because <laughs> nobody wanted to hear it. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. Respect. That's why all these people are getting shot. That's why all these police officers are getting shot. It, there's no respect for authority. Respect. Hmm. Restraint. And responsibility. We had chores. Nobody goes out to that bathroom, that living room, that dining room, that kitchen is clean. Well, I did my part. No, that won't work in this house. Everybody, nobody goes out until all this stuff is done. You're teaching them a work ethic that they need for life. Lord, have mercy. And, and when you're rearing up children, and, and, and listen, to, to raise, to rear, you, it, it takes, you got to disciple them. You got to discipline them sometimes. That's a curse word now. You got to direct their paths. Do I have a witness? I thank the Lord for how I was raised. I was in church every Sunday, not in sneakers, not in shorts, with a suit on. I got a quarter or a dime to put in church, and I sinned. I spent some of it on candy. I was in Sunday school. See, our parents placed us in church to learn about Jesus. Lord, have mercy. Thank you, Lord. Raise them, rear them. Give them a reverence for the Lord. Those days are gone. They're gone. Mm. And, 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 and as you are maturing the growth and the guidance and the godliness in the child, Gonna be some bumps in the road. Some bumps in the road, man. And I look back now, I laugh because I understand. I see, I didn't understand when I was going through that. I laugh. I told you, my mother told, said no so much to me. I thought that was my name. You, you cannot raise a child giving them everything they want. Giving them phones that's going to put them in chat rooms with crazy folk. Giving them liberties they don't need at that age. Can't do it. I had a curfew to the front door. I had a curfew to the refrigerator. You ain't coming in there at 9, 10 o'clock at night pulling out no food. They, they ain't play that. Dinner was dinner. And nobody ate till dad got home. I know them days are gone, though. Dad be glad if he get a chicken wing. And my mother never cooked for us. She cooked for my dad. Oh, Lord. It was what he liked. I know, I know I'm old and foggy. I know. I understand. In the name of Jesus. 
sit at that table and frown. I don't like this. Well, you ain't hungry. But you're going to sit there till we finish eating. Then you're going to wash the dishes. I told you, my home was like a military. In fact, when I went in the military and I was in basic, and that man was cussing and hollering at us, I said, this is the best he can do. I didn't been here before that. <laughs> and then sometimes growing up and being managed by parents, you know, you, you, you start getting a little caught, you know, you do something crazy. Got my report card and had B's and C's and I had one E. So here I am. I said, I can't take this E home. So I got a black marker and I put two loops to the E and made it a B. Now I ain't proud of that, but the thing that blew my mind is that when I got home, I said, let me see your report card. And I pulled the report card and gave it to her. It must have been three seconds <laughs> that she smacked the daylights out of me because she saw the loops. And, and, and I thought I had passed the color code. I thought, Lord have mercy. Thank you. Thank you for putting in me the fear of God. The faith of Jesus Christ. Thank you for not giving me my own way. Oh, Lord. They even chose your friends. I don't want you with that boy. Remember that? Yeah, watch that little girl. She's fresh. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? Tight. I grew up with all them gang members in my neighborhood, knew them, went to school with them, went to movie with them, knew them all. But I could not freely befriend them because I had a mother and father at home didn't play that. Are y'all with me? As you grow them up into those teenage years, Lord, have mercy. As you grow, as you guide them with the Lord's guidance and bring a godliness to them. Mm. Almost all of them gang members in Philly, none of them had functioning fathers. None of them. Their gang was their father. Prison was their father. I thank God I had a functioning father. Mm. Loved my dad, man, to the day I died. Loved him. Loved my mom to the day I loved them. Loved them because I understand the investments they made. Thank you, Jesus. My dad came to a staff meeting. You know, he was working here. He was around there fixing people's refrigerators and washing machines. I said, Dad, don't be doing all that. Let, let them call the service people. Don't be fooling with all He was a giving person. He came to a staff meeting one day. I was having a staff meeting. And at the end of the staff meeting, he said, well, let me go do what the king wants. <laughs> I said, you got to be kidding me.
Teaching children is work. You got to work. You got to labor. You got to... You got to bring them up in the nurture and admonition. You got to make sure they got Jesus. Can I get a witness? All this other stuff is superficial. Make sure they have Jesus. Make sure they're saved. Make sure they're in the word. Make sure they, amen. Make sure they understand God's commandments. You only got 17 years. Bring up a child in the way they should go. And when they get old, they will not depart. They may stray, but they're coming back. That's God's promise. So if you raise your children in the Lord, God said those that stray are coming back. Spare the rod. Now, we got different definitions on the rod. Some of y'all born down south with twitches and witches and all that. Well, I got beat with an ironing cord. That extension cord, when they wrap that thing, that thing stains, Doc. My mother would have been in jail today. She wasn't aiming at my backside. She was aiming at anything she could hit. And Lord, one day I ran around the dining room table and she was running after me and she was out of breath. And what I didn't understand about that, now the whipping will go on longer. (laughs) But after she whipped me, I was clothed (laughs) in my right mind. She came into a quarter party and said, turn the lights on. Where they at? I said, what kind of mess is this? And my dad come with his T-shirt. He come, he come around the corner. Then we tell you to be in at 9 o'clock, and we didn't want to get embarrassed, so we ran. And my dad, he was walking. So as I'm running through the alley in South Philly, I'm saying, why is he walking and we running? Because the screen door was locked. (laughs) And he tore us up in front of the whole block. (laughs) Lord, have mercy. Don't you know everything your children want to do, you've already done? Bring them up. Manage their growth. Lord, have mercy. Manage their guidance. Manage their godliness. That's got to be put into a child. Not just by the pastor, but by you. In the name of Jesus. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Well, that's good when they're six and seven years old. Brought up in the faith, in the fear, in the reverence of God. Mm. And finally, there's got to be a...
connection to grown children to motivate them in counseling, 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 counseling. One of the greatest stories ever told is the prodigal son, Luke 15. Your grown children, once they're out, you got to pray for them. You got to have a prayer life that deals with them. You got to call their names out. Because what makes us fearful is we know what we were into. Lord have mercy. You got to pray for them. Then you got to have patience. They're going to make mistakes. Then you got to have pity. Then you'll learn to praise the name of Jesus. The prodigal son's father represents God. The word prodigal means wasteful. How many of us wasted different aspects of our lives? Wasted. Wasted. We've wasted money. We've wasted time. See, here's the thing I try to tell you. The one thing you can't get back is time. The clock keeps ticking. You can't, you can't get it back. Mm. Son went disrespectfully to his father and said, give me what is in my inheritance. Now, you got to understand the story because really the oldest brother got two-thirds and he was, he, he's a trip because he got angry. The youngest brother only got one-third. He said, give what comes to me. And the father was still living. The father had not even died. It was in disrespect that he went to his father and said, give me what belongs to me. And the father gave it to him. Amen. Sometimes you can't fight their will. Sometimes you got to let them learn the hard way. Do I have a witness? The boy went out in riotous living and wasted everything, spent all his money up. He got a job feeding pigs. Now, this is a Jewish story. So a job feeding swine was the lowest he could go. And he was looking at what the swan was eating and said, they're eating better than me. And then the Bible says, Lord have mercy, that uh, he came to himself. You know, trouble will make you come to yourself. Though. And, and, and that's why as parents, and, and we want to do it, we want to, every time they get in trouble, we want to pull them out. Sometimes, let them stay there a little while. Bible says he repented, he rehearsed, and he wanted to get back to his father's house and look at his father. His father waited patiently. 
His father had pity. And, and, and the son came back and said, Father, I have sinned against thee in heaven. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. And the father had open arms and hugged him. And that's not always easy because when our kids get in trouble, sometimes you want to say, see, I tried to tell you. Mm-hmm. And the father said, my son was dead, but now he's alive. Kill the fatted calf. It's time to throw a party. Put sandals on his feet. Restore him. Put a ring on his finger. Ah, My son was dead, but now he's found. The counsel you can give your grown children is just to remind them of the word of God. And then just keep on praying. They'll be back. Won't they come back? We came back. Then we come to our senses. Lord have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. When we look at marriage and motivation of raising children and 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 our grown children, we gotta understand we're talking about covenant. Commitment and counsel. I had people come in church I ain't seen in years. Passed them back. Glad to see you. I'm not asking you where you've been, what has happened. I know what has happened. I know why you came back. Can I get a witness? That God supervises our lives. It's work. It's labor, it's liberating, it's loving. We got to love folk as Christ loved the church. Unconditional love. Baby, we've been married 50 years and it's not always been easy, but I want you to know I appreciate and I love you. I thank God for you. God will restore the years that the locusts have eaten. It goes back to acceptance, acknowledgement, agreement, and making the adjustment. Can I get a witness? You can't get a new pair of shoes every time. Lord have mercy. I'll leave that one alone. If every time me and Sister Gordon had a problem, I was on a search for another wife. I'd be searching all my life. Do I have a witness? You got to stop, pause, and park and say, is this my dysfunction? Is this part of my divisions? Is this my disconnection from Jesus? That's what you got to realize Relationships are tough. There's nothing now more valuable than hearing my kids say, Dad, I love you. Thank you, Dad. Thank you for 
your faithfulness, your covenantal love, your commitment, your counseling. And they're not going to take all your counseling. They're not going to heed it. You've got to hang in there and stay connected to the outlet where the power of God as a current is coming through and allowing you to change another's life. The next time your grown children make a mistake, stop, pause, park, and think of where you were at that age. Yeah. Raising up kids, especially blended families, it's not easy. You got to overcome a whole lot of insecurities. You got to overcome a whole lot of misconceptions, a whole lot of dysfunction, a whole lot of divisions, a whole lot of disconnections. You got to overcome a whole lot of hurt. We're hurt. We're messed up. We got historical stuff from growing up that you think is gone. It's not gone. It's just laying low. Still angry with your father, still angry with your mother, still angry about life. You got to let Jesus in and let him give you the power through your outlet to let your light so shine. Don't quit. Don't throw the towel in. Go out and fight another round. And be not weary in well-doing. Keep going. Keep on going. Keep on going. The Lord's got a plan. The Lord's got a power base. The Lord's got a praise. Keep on going. Let me close on this. Sometimes... It's not that your plug is not in the outlet. Sometimes the circuit has blown in your fuse box. And the lights are out. Sometimes it's not the electric company. It's not because you didn't pay a bill. It's something that's preventing power to flow freely from Jesus to your life. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Keep on living because those that are saved, you're going to see them again. They graduated the glory, you're going to see them again. And you're going to shout when you see Jesus. You're going to shout when you see your loved ones. You're going to shout that God is faithful. Let's stay on our feet. Covenant of marriage. Commitment to your children. And a counseling to your grown children. The Lord cannot fail. 
As every head is bowed, your eyes closed. If you're here this morning and you need to be saved, just raise your hand. Jesus loves you. He died for your sins, was buried, and rose again. Just raise your hand if you want to give your life to Christ. Don't take for granted that you're going to heaven. You must be born again. Or perhaps you want to join the church and Christian experience. Raise your hand. Is there one? One? Come on. Come on up here. Come on up. Come on. Look at you. Come on. Come on. Love to have you. Love to have you. Bless the Lord. Say right there. Thank you. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Young people. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. See, Jesus said, I'm closing, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for these souls. Thank you for your word. Oh, God, marriage is a ministry, a covenantal ministry. Raising, motivating children to grow, to give them guidance. Godliness is work. And then our grown children who have moved on, take us back to Luke 15. We got to wait with patience. We got to show mercy and pity, and we got to rejoice when they come back. My son was dead, but now he is alive. Bless your people. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Pastor loves you. Listen, we're streaming Friday, not TV, streaming. Watch the Good Friday messages next Sunday morning, 9 to 10.30 is Easter. Get your palms on the way out. We love you. Have a great day. Did you know you can give using your smartphone? The method is simple, safe, and speedy. To give using this method, search for the SMBC app in your iOS or Google Play Store and download. Then launch the app and click on the Give button. Or feel free to give through our website. Go to www.stmatthewssbc.org, click Donation, and fill out the St. Matthew Secure Contribution and Payment Form. guys so let's let's settle down some we need you to sing this song with us listen up listen up God of creation there at the start before the beginning of time with no point of to the dark and fleshed out the wonder of life and as you speak a hundred billion galaxies are born and the vapor of your breath the planet is if the stars
Did you know you can give using your smart?